You are listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. I'm your host, certified life coach, practicing physician, and busy boss lady mom, Kathy Whaley, MD. This is the podcast where busy professionals like you come to learn to create a life they don't need a vacation from by burning your manual, this book that defines your expectations of self and holds you back. If you're looking to get off the hamster wheel, cultivate your wellness and feel better, you're in the right place. Hello, friends. We are back here for the next installment for our time management time scarcity. Now, I'm going to forewarn you briefly. I am sitting in my home with my entire family, and my husband's doing laundry, and my children are super loud. I normally have managed to find a quiet place to go, but today that was not in the cards. So, you may hear the laundry spinning out. You may hear a child scream. I will try my very best to edit that out. But I'm just going to be real. I cannot wholeheartedly promise that it will be perfection. Okay, so today for our time management time scarcity, we are going to tackle saying no to something without guilt. So when we are managing our time, we discussed the need for boundaries and enforcing them. And this means that we also need the ability to honor our authentic selves and our priorities, right? dedicating our time to the places that are our highest priority. But often we don't. So why don't we? And it's really because we struggle and end up saying yes to the things we don't want to. But in turn, what we're doing is saying no to us and our priorities. You may have heard me say this before, but all yeses have a no on the other side right? It's like the yin to yang. So if you're saying yes to something, there is something in the background you're saying no to. And in this case, when you're saying yes to something you do not want to do, you are saying no to you and you are saying no to your true priorities. So stay with me this session because that's what I'm going to help you figure out is how to say no when you really mean no. So to really dig deeply into this, I want us to look at an example. Okay, so pre-COVID, I would feel exhausted, didn't feel like socializing, just had nothing left to give. And I'd get invited to go out with friends, like well ahead of time. And I'd internally be saying, man, I just don't want to go. But I was struggling to actually just say no. I don't want to go. So let's revisit this fact. Why do we do or not do anything, everything in the whole world? What drives our actions? And it is specifically how we feel or us avoiding a feeling, right? So as I'm sitting there trying to decide if I'm going to go, I'm not consciously realizing this, but I'm bringing your attention to the fact that what we do is we reason out which is the lesser evil by deciding which is going to make us feel the least bad, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm debating, okay, if I stay home and don't go, that's going to be me taking care of myself, but I'm going to feel really guilty 
And I'm going to have all of this like mind drama and catastrophizing about whether they're still going to want to be my friend, etc. If on the other hand, I'm sitting there and thinking, okay, if I go, I'll probably like have some sort of resentment but I won't feel guilty. I won't feel anxious that they aren't going to want to be my friend anymore. And like, all I'll have to deal with is like my own betrayal of myself. <laughs> right? So neither of those sound awesome. But when we're picking between two choices that we don't really love, we're basically picking the one that feels the least shitty. Okay? So, again, why do we do or not do anything? It is strictly because we're sitting there trying to pick which one feels the best or feels the least bad. Okay? So, ultimately, here's what would happen to me as I was trying to decide. I'd be sitting there thinking, okay, if I say no to my friend, they're going to stop inviting me. They'll think I'm a bad friend. They may stop liking me. And then I would think, like, I don't want to hurt their feelings. So as you can see, there's just like a ton of mental drama here that needs to be cleaned up in order for us to make a decision. So anytime that we want to make a decision, here is the key. We want to do all of the cleanup for the mental drama so that we can make a clear decision, commit to it, and then have our own back. We will know we've cleaned up all of the mental drama when we believe that we will be capable of being happy with either decision, whether we say yes or no. Okay? So those thoughts that I was having, all the reasons why I was basically telling myself, well, I should just go. Those are some thoughts that we really do have to clean up. So let's go thought by thought. And I'm going to sort of take you through a process for cleaning them up. So they will stop inviting me. Do we actually know this to be true? Or is that this psychological conditioning of fear? But let's say that we do know that it's true, right? Let's say that we do know they are going to truly stop inviting me or stop liking me. If we know that, what do you make that mean, right? So you could be sitting there saying, I am someone who can't keep friends. And then that becomes like an internalized identity. And it all and it really makes us feel poorly. Or you could be sitting there thinking, well, you know what, these are not the right friends for me. And that's really where I would go. So in order to do the cleanup, we really have to harness our thoughts and really pay close attention to what we're making things mean. So if we were to go a step further and look at they think I'm a bad friend or they're going to stop liking me, let's just remind ourselves, no matter what you do or don't do, say or don't say, they are going to think whatever they want to think about you. It's completely and utterly out of your control. You cannot control the results of your own actions. You cannot control how someone else receives it. So in reality, if you're truly embracing they think I'm a bad friend and it feels true, there is a hint of you that thinks you're a bad friend for not going. And that's the part that you've got to dig into. 
So you also may reflexively just say yes. You are a bad friend. Like you may truly internalize that. And so then I'm going to ask you, well, what criteria are you judging yourself by? Because we frequently will take on these identities or self-judge, but we actually have no criteria. It's a statement made without any backing. So if you're truly realizing, I do think I'm a bad friend, that's the place to say, well, what, what constitutes a bad friend? And just pay attention to the association that you may have created, right? Good friends self-neglect, right? So that's the message I had given myself was in order to be a good friend, when it comes time to take care of myself or to show up for my friends, then I need to self-neglect. And bad friends are the ones that take care of themselves. And then we call self-care selfish, So this is just an example of how we go through and really address our thoughts and figure out how we're getting ourselves sort of into this pickle. And so I want to take you back to the model that I taught you uh, several episodes ago. Remember that the circumstance is a neutral fact and it is something that the whole world would vote, or if it went to court, everyone would agree this is true. And those circumstances are going to trigger a thought. And the thought is just what you make that circumstance mean, right? And so it's not inherently true or false. It's just what you're making it mean. That's it. That thought is going to trigger your feeling. And from however you're feeling, you will take certain actions or inactions, or you might just engage in a bunch of cognitive rumination. And when that process is all done, you have a result for yourself. In the example that I gave, my circumstance would be my friend invited me out to dinner. That's it, right? Like we could have taken a picture of the text message or um, recorded audio of our conversation and the whole world could play it and we would all agree that that's what happened. And so the thought I had here was, I don't want to go, but I should. And so the feeling that I had was a lot of anxiety. And from that anxiety, that's when I did that mental rumination and I went through trying to decide like, okay, I want this anxiety to go away. So I need to think through the possible outcomes. Either I could go and neglect myself or I could not go and then go down the rabbit hole of all the mental drama of not going. And so the result that I would get from all of that rumination is really that I have worked myself into a tizzy and not made a decision. So then from here, I can just tell you, my brain will do the models of what happens with the other two. So the scenario in which I actually decide to go, that's the action I take. All the thoughts I've had are... 
the ones that I listed before, right? Like they're not going to want to be my friend anymore. They're not going to like me. Um, I'm going to hurt their feelings or they'll stop inviting me. And all of those thoughts that I would be having would trigger me to decide to go. Right? Because those thoughts would continue to create guilt or worry. And therefore, I would decide to go so that I can make it go away. Right? Because all I have to do to make the guilt go away is just agree to go. That's the easy way. On the flip side, if I take the action of deciding not to go and I stay home, the thought that I'm probably going to be having to drive that action is I'm going to be sitting there going like, I really just need some rest. Like I really just need a break. But then you're going to sort of trigger and fall into the other model, the model I told you a second ago of, well, what are they going to think of me if I don't go? And then you sitting there thinking, well, they're going to think I'm a bad friend. They're not going to want to invite me. And here it goes. So how do we clean this up in order to make a decision where we can just like have our backs, know that we can be happy either way? Not sure how our friends will feel. But again, we can't control them. We can't control what they think or feel or do. So this is all about us. So how do we clean this up? First step is we want to identify the thoughts that are creating the feeling of guilt or the feeling of anxiety or shame. I mean, there are lots of feelings that would probably result in us saying yes when we really want to say no. But let's pretend right now that we're talking about guilt. So we want to identify the thoughts that are creating it. And then we want to ask ourselves, how is this not true? And so, for example, for the whole, okay, well, they're not going to like me anymore. Like, how is that not true? I have, I literally have zero proof. That's like my worst fear, but it's not born of, out of anything real. That's just catastrophizing. Another way that it would not be true is that if they're truly my friends, like the friends of me that is authentic, like if they really know me, they're going to be proud of me for taking care of myself when I need it. They're not going to be the people to be upset with me when I'm like, oh no, I got to do this today. The, so... Again, step one, find the thoughts that are creating the feeling you don't like. Step two, explore how these thoughts are not true. And what we're trying to do is create a hole. Like we're just, we're trying to just punch a hole in the armor. Because again, it, it's going to feel quite true to you in that moment. Our brains are really good at that catastrophizing. Step three is identify how honoring your true wishes is you showing who you really are. Because when you think about it, when we're not being upfront with those around us or our job or anyone else, and we're not making it clear what our true wishes are, we're holding a part of ourselves back and they don't know the real us, right? They're only seeing the part of us that we're willing for them to see. 
So the summary in step four is to basically find the thoughts that help you feel like you are being more yourself and showing more of yourself to others. So if I were to take my example one step further, the thought that would help me feel like I was being more of myself would probably be something like, I am learning to see that I can take care of myself and still have true friends. That I would believe. And so now I have a lot of peace about being invited and saying no. If, if my friends throw some sort of hissy fit about it, then I realize like, okay, they aren't the right ones for me. And I also institute this same framework at work. So I told y'all in the boundaries one, like I have a strict, I will not stay after my shift ends unless it is for an urgent patient care need, right? I will never walk away from an ailing patient that needs my attention, but I am not going to stay and basically do a bunch of administrative crap after hours just for fun. Like that's not going to happen. And that's really like a disservice to me and to my family. And so I, if you had talked to me in my pre-coaching world and I had been asked to stay late, like I would have never given myself permission to say no. I would have said no to me, no to my family. And I would have said yes to work. And that's again, because of what I made it mean if I said no, right? Are they going to fire me? Are they... Are they going to think that I'm not working hard or any of those other things? And I had to sort of have a talk with myself that's like, well, I can't control what they make that mean. I can only show up for myself as my true authentic self. And I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay with being asked to work over for things that aren't an emergency and that don't have some sort of ticking time bomb you know, urgency to it. That's, that's unreasonable. And I'm going to make it known. So it's a very well understood boundary at my job now. It's like, I'm not doing it. Unless these criteria are met, don't bother asking. And you know what, I'm still a leader. I haven't been fired. Quite the contrary, I end up getting more and more leadership responsibility. So again, I would rather show them what I truly believe and what I truly want. And if it's not okay with them, well, then I need to work somewhere else. It's not the right place for me. I want to work someplace that I can be my true authentic self. And if this isn't it, I'll keep looking. So as a recap here, why do we struggle to say no about our time when we want to say no. And again, it's because of the thoughts you're thinking that are creating feelings you don't like. And so instead of dealing with the feelings, you basically say yes, and then you beat yourself up about it later. Okay, so that's number one. So feelings are where we really want to target. And the framework that we want to use to undo all of this is identify the thoughts that are creating the feeling, explore how the thought is not true, 
figure out how honoring your true wishes is going to be you showing up as you really are, and that's who you want people to see. And then find a thought that helps you feel like you are being more of yourself. Now, as a reminder, next week will be our last installment about time. And what we are going to discuss in that one is basically how we get stuck with sort of these unconscious, unwanted, automatic decisions. And so oftentimes we're not making a conscious choice when priorities change. So we are going to explore the autopilot mode and the lazy brain and how we tackle that to take control of our time management again. As a reminder, if this episode resonated with you, please hit subscribe so that you don't miss the next one and share it with a friend. You are the VIP army that helps me get this messaging out to other people. And I would really appreciate your help. I hope you have an amazing Monday. Are you ready to get started? building that life you don't need a vacation from? Well, visit me at kathywhaleymd.com for free resources, links to the blog, and information about upcoming events. There are many different ways to work with me, and if we aren't a good fit, I'll be happy to refer you to someone who is. I am right here rooting for you.